the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. He was developing her prayer muscle. And the Lord will do that sometimes. He'll develop our prayer life by not answering us the first time we ask. Or the second time. Or the third time. So that we learn to persevere in prayer. So that we just continue in prayer and develop a lifestyle of prayer and seeking Him and constantly coming to Him. If you want to get stronger, you need to discipline yourself with a workout routine. If you want bigger muscles, you need to work at it regularly. Do you work at developing your prayer muscles? Today in his message, Pastor Dan will show you an example of Jesus helping to push someone to grow her prayer muscles. And what a great example of perseverance it is. God may not answer your prayer the first or the second time. He may not be saying no. He wants you to persevere. He wants you to ask, and you will receive. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 15 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Matthew 15, uh, we begin in verse 21, where it says, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. And Jesus departed from there. He skirted the Sea of Galilee and went up on the mountain and sat down there. And then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the mute, the maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet and he healed them. And so the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speak, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. 
And then his disciples said to him, where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? And Jesus said to them, well, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven and a few little fish. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks and broke them and gave them to his disciples and the disciples gave to the multitude. And so they all ate and were filled. And they took up seven large baskets full of fragments that were left. Now those who ate were 4,000 men besides women and children. And he sent away the multitude, got into the boat, and came to the region of Magdala. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the gospel of Matthew. It's so great to study one of the gospels, Lord, together. And Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. We pray and ask, Lord, that you would lead and guide us through this passage. Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. I pray and ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So in the first part of chapter 15 that we looked at last week, an official delegation from Jerusalem of scribes and Pharisees uh, came to Jesus to question him. And those religious leaders were looking for a fault in Jesus or a fault in his doctrine to reinforce the rejection of him as their promised Messiah. And after that exchange with the scribes and Pharisees from Jerusalem, we read now in verse 21, then Jesus went out from there, he's in the area of Capernaum, and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. So Jesus departed from the Galilee, and he went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Now, the region of Tyre and Sidon was about 35 miles northwest of the Galilee, along the Mediterranean coast in modern-day Lebanon. And this is the only time in the Gospels that we see Jesus travel to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And so this is unusual, and that stands out to us. Uh, Remember, Matthew's gospel was written to a Jewish audience primarily. And the fact that Jesus travels to Tyre and Sidon, and that he ministers in verse 22, he ministers to a woman of Canaan, those things really stand out in this passage. We read that and we say, okay, he went to Tyre and Sidon, what's the big deal? Well, in the minds of the Jews in the first century, Tyre and Sidon were proverbial for paganism and idolatry, Baal worship, you know, from the Old Testament, Baal worship originated with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and it spread into Israel, and it corrupted all of Israel, leading ultimately to their destruction. Uh, In the Old Testament, the wicked queen Jezebel was from Sidon. Uh, In Joel chapter 3, verse 6, we read that the merchants of Zidon sold the people of Judah into slavery. And that's just a few examples of Tyre and Sidon. Uh, You could not pick a more pagan place than Tyre and Sidon in the Jewish mind. If you remember back in chapter 11, when Jesus rebuked the cities of Chorazin and Bethsaida, he said, woe to you, Chorazin, Woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Jesus goes there. 
He goes to Tyre and Sidon. And not only that, he ministers to a woman of Canaan. The Canaanites were the people who dwelt in the promised land before the Israelites. And the Canaanites were wicked and they were perverse and they defiled the land, the Bible says. And so God sent the Israelites to judge the Canaanites and to drive them out of the promised land. But they failed to drive out all of the Canaanites from the land. And again, he's writing primarily to a Jewish audience. And the words Tyre, Sidon, Canaan, those jump off the page. Here, Jesus ministers to a woman of Canaan in the region of Tyre and Sidon. In your Bible, in the margin, you can write the word, what? Or, are you kidding me? Tyre? Sidon? A Canaanite? Look what the woman of Canaan says in verse 22. She came from the region and cried out to him saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Now Mark's gospel indicates that she kept saying this to Jesus over and over. She's like following him around, repeating this. And, and please note what she says. First, she says, have mercy on me. She doesn't say, have mercy on my daughter. She says, have mercy on me. If you're a parent, you understand this. She is experiencing pain because of her daughter's suffering. And so she says, have mercy on me. Now, we don't know how this Canaanite woman who lives in Tyre and Sidon, how she even knew about Jesus or how she heard of him. But she knows this about Jesus. She knows he's merciful. In Psalm 86, it says that the Lord is abundant in mercy. Look at verse 22 again. She calls him Lord. Oh, Lord, she says. She will call Jesus Lord three times in this conversation. In fact, every time she addresses Jesus in this conversation, she addresses him as Lord or Master. And she calls him the Son of David. Oh, Lord, Son of David. Son of David is a messianic title. This Canaanite who lives in the region of Tyre and Sidon, she knows that Jesus is the Messiah of Israel. And this Canaanite who lives in the region of Tyre and Sidon acknowledges that Jesus is Lord, Master, and that he is the Messiah of Israel. In contrast to the Jewish people who refuse to acknowledge Jesus as Lord and who refuse to acknowledge him as their Messiah, they rejected him as Lord and Messiah, they crucified him. Because he was Lord and Messiah. And the Jewish people, they had the Holy Scriptures. They had over 300 Messianic prophecies about Jesus. They witnessed all the miracles. They witnessed all the Messianic signs. They heard all of his teachings. And they refused to acknowledge him as Lord and Messiah. He was despised and rejected. He came into his own and his own received him not. They nailed him to a cross. But here... Here's this Canaanite woman 
who has none of those things. She doesn't have the scriptures. She doesn't know the prophecies. She hasn't witnessed any miracles or any messianic signs. She hasn't heard any teachings. And she confesses Jesus as Lord and Messiah. In John chapter 20, verse 29, Jesus said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That was this woman. She also believed that Jesus had authority and power over demons and that he could deliver her daughter from demonic possession. And she comes to Jesus and she begs him to have mercy on her and deliver her daughter from demonic possession. Verse 23 says, but Jesus answered her, not a word. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Ever pray and not receive an answer? Sure you have. We all have. What do you do when you don't receive an answer? Do you just give up? Well, I tried prayer. Didn't work. This Canaanite woman from Tyre and Sidon, she persevered in prayer. And she is a great example to all of us of perseverance in prayer. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds And to him who knocks, it will be opened. And in the Greek, it's keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. Continue in prayer until you have the answer. Jesus went on to say in that same passage, Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And boom, there's your father's day message right there. Our heavenly father loves us. Our heavenly father likes to give good gifts to his children. And even though Jesus didn't answer, this Canaanite woman keeps asking. Now, Jesus knew that he would deliver this woman's daughter. But he doesn't answer her the first time or the second time that she asks. He's silent. He was developing her prayer muscle. And the Lord will do that sometimes. He'll develop our prayer life by not answering us the first time we ask or the second time. Or the third time. So that we learn to persevere in prayer. So that we just continue in prayer. And develop a lifestyle of prayer. And seeking him. And constantly coming to him. 
Now, look at what the disciples say in verse 23. Jesus answered her not a word, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away, for she cries out after us. (laughs) The disciples urged Jesus to send her away. Why? For she cries out after us. That word uh, translated cries out, it literally means to shriek like a bird or to scream. The Greek word is, listen, are you ready for this? The Greek word is crazo. <laughs> Send her away. She's crazo. She's screaming at us. She's shrieking like a bird. Send her away. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Come to me, all of you who are burdened, and I will give you rest from your burdens. But the disciples say, send them away. Tell them to leave. Don't bring your burdens here. The Bible says, cast your cares upon Jesus, for he cares for you. But the disciples say, you cast your cares somewhere else. Not here. If you don't like needy people, you shouldn't be in the ministry. (laughs) And this woman is screaming for Jesus. She's shrieking for Jesus, literally. She's crazy. Because she's desperate for her daughter. This is a desperate parent, a desperate mother. Desperate for mercy. In her life. Desperate for mercy in her family. So Jesus finally answers her in verse 24. Look at verse 24. But he answered and said. I was not sent. Except to the lost sheep. Of the house of Israel. Jesus's mission. On the earth was to the lost sheep. Of the house of Israel. Not to the Gentiles. Or the non-Jews. In the book of Acts, the disciples will take the gospel beyond Israel to the Gentile world. But for now, at, at this point, it's just for the house of Israel. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says salvation came to the Jews first and then to the Gentiles. And so Jesus' ministry at this point was to Israel, was to the Jewish people. He's the Messiah of the Jews and he came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus sent out his 12 disciples, he instructed them, do not go in the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. By the way, when Jesus says here that he came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, he he doesn't mean that some are lost and some are not. The phrase indicates the lost sheep who are the house of Israel. In other words, they're all lost sheep. They're all lost sheep. They all need to be saved by Jesus Christ. Just like all of us here today. All of us are lost sheep that need to be saved by Jesus Christ. Isaiah 53, 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. Every one of us has turned to his own way without exception. It's not that some of us here need to be rescued and some of us don't. We all need to be rescued by Jesus Christ. 
We're all lost. We're all separated from God by our sins. We all need the forgiveness and salvation that Jesus Christ provides through his death on the cross and his resurrection. Jesus said he came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It wasn't time yet for salvation to come to the Gentiles. And this Canaanite woman is a Gentile. But she doesn't take no for an answer. Verse 25 Then she came and worshipped him. Literally, she fell down at his feet saying, Lord, help me. She blows right past the whole theological point he's making. Lord, help me. I would guess that many of you, when you came to faith in Jesus Christ, especially if you came to faith in Jesus Christ as an adult, uh, you maybe didn't understand all of the theology behind salvation. You just knew you needed Jesus to rescue you and to save you. And the theology came later. And for this woman, Lord, I need help. This woman is desperate. She's so desperate, she falls on her face at his feet. That's pretty desperate. And when was the last time you saw an adult fall down at the feet of another adult and beg for help. You know, often the Lord will use our desperation to draw us closer to himself. Again, he knows he's going to deliver her daughter. He's just drawing her deeper here. But he answered, look at verse 26. He answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread And throw it to the little dogs. Now in this metaphor, the children are the Jewish people. And he says, it's not good to take the meal prepared for the children and throw it to the dogs. In this metaphor, the Gentiles are referred to as dogs. Now, if Jesus said this today in 2022, he'd have to issue an apology for calling the Gentiles dogs. And he'd have to promise to reflect and learn from this experience. We should be careful not to project our current culture on the scriptures. The term was not derogatory the way that Jesus used it. Clearly, the Canaanite woman was not offended by his words. She was not triggered by what he said. The term is used in several passages in the New Testament, including the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest sermon ever preached. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, Jesus said, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 2, Paul says, Beware of dogs. In Revelation chapter 22, Verses 13 to 15. There Jesus is describing the new Jerusalem, the eternal dwelling place of God's people. And, it's, and he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral, and murderers, and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. 
So the term is not used in a derogatory way in the Bible. It's actually used in a descriptive way in the Bible. The term dogs in the New Testament, it refers to people who are ruled by their physical appetites, like a dog. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.